Welcome to another Sustainable Wine podcast with me, Toby Webb, and delighted that joining me in this podcast today are representatives from three very interesting Bordeaux chateaux, Focahosten, Jean Fire, and Chateau de la Dauphine. So welcome to all of our speakers who I'll introduce one at a time, um, but really interested to hear about their work on sustainable wine and on what collaboration means, because they're working together to share knowledge and best practice and really interested to hear how that works because we hear a lot about collaboration and sustainability, but we know that it's quite difficult to do in practice. And we also know that uh, doing organic and biodynamic and non-chemical practices in Bordeaux is not always very easy given that maritime climate and the humidity and the challenges with mildew. So delighted uh, to be joined by uh, three esteemed executives and we're gonna have a chat with them about what they're doing. So um, first of all, we're gonna hear from Elwar Jacob, who is Managing Director at Chateau Forecast Hosten. So Elwar, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll turn to your colleagues in a minute, but just tell us briefly uh, a couple of sentences about your chateau and, and where you are and, and, and the wines you make, but briefly, please. And then tell us about how you're and why you're working together with others on, on sustainability. Elwar. Yes, hello. Hello, Toby. I'm, uh, <clears throat> so I'm the general manager of Chateau Focas-Ostin in Mistrac Medoc. Uh, I work in the wine business because uh, I love it, uh, because I fell in love with the wine. And um, I had the opportunity to, to work uh, for uh, family, uh, the Momesha family, who had the philosophy of working uh, with the respect of the environment. And they decided quickly to convert the winery uh, in organic uh, after they purchased it in 2006. And we are on the point to be biodynamic because we also practice biodynamic. And um, in the small world of the wine of Bordeaux, uh, I had the opportunity to, to meet uh, Marie-Laure at Chateau Jean-Fort and, and Lisa at Chateau La Dauphine. Uh, which are two wineries that have the same philosophy as Chateau Fourcassostin, with um, the goal to respect the environment. Uh, there are different ways of doing it, working sustainably um, by first uh, non using chemical anymore. And uh, moreover, we are all organic uh, and also practicing biodynamic. Uh, Jean Fort is also certified biodynamic. So we have this same philosophy and we also uh, work with a, a chart in Bordeaux that um, uh, bring us to the HVE3. So we, for example, uh, planted edges uh, to, to have more biodiversity. So we have really the same philosophy uh, in Bordeaux and we are not in the same appellation. So we have um, things that uh, the other can bring to, to each other. So I don't know if it's clear, but uh, we can um, exchange ideas to, to, to work even better than uh, sustainably. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I will come back to you with some further questions. But uh, Marie-Laure, let me turn to you now. Um, you're the MD at Chateau jean Fort. Um, tell us about the work you've been doing on sustainability uh, and how what this collaboration with the others means to you. 
I walk in Chateau-Jeanfort and Chateau-Jeanfort is a Grand Cru Classé in the right bank, uh, Saint-Emilion. We have 18 hectares. We are smaller than Fourcastle-Saint. Uh, and uh, we have the same philosophy as uh, Eloi, for example, because the owners are um, a family and uh, they have the same aim. They would like to transmit the winery in better shape, shape, shape than uh, they found it. And uh, we have the same philosophy too because we are organic. So since 2004 here, We stop pesticide, we stop herbicide, and we try to, to um, increase life in the soil and in the vineyard. So it is the, the main reason that we are together because we have the main vision of uh, um, organic farming. But uh, we have the same ideas and we are very... Um, We have a big complementarity because we are not in the same appellation. We are not the same. We have not the same varieties. We are not the same. We have not the same type of soils. So each other, we have worked on different parts of sustainability, and uh, that's why it's uh, very good for us working together. And the partnership is also one of the most important part of uh, sustainability. Marie-Laure, thank you. And again, I will have some questions for you. Uh, Lisa Sonnier is also here. Welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Uh, so you work uh, with Chateau de la Dauphine. Uh, tell us again, you know, why are you guys involved? Why is your organization involved with the others? And, and what have you been doing? And what have you learned also? So, yes, I'm Lisa and welcome, everybody. So I'm working at Chateau Dauphine, it's an estate, it's a chateau on the right bank like Chateau Jeanfort, 53 hectares. And the uh, biodynamic farming, the organic farming, things that we are doing uh, since 12 to have the certification in 15. And in 15, also we go further with the biodynamic farming. Uh, like they said, yes, it's always uh, to protect and uh, to increase the life in the soil, but it's also to protect the nature, uh, the people, uh, the employees, the consumers. So we do things always to improve uh, the, uh, the life in the soil, the quality of the wine and the biodiversity also. So we think together it's the future of the, uh, of the viticulture of the wine because it's much better for everything and for everybody. Great, thank you. Um, so I'm going to ask each of you the same question in turn now, which is about yield and about economics. Uh, one of the challenges for biodynamics and organics is, of course, the impact on yield and the impact it has on, on your own economics. Because, of course, as the cliche goes, if you're not economically sustainable, you can't be environmentally or socially sustainable. So, Elroy, let me turn to you first. What, what is this likely to do or has done to your yield and, and the economics of this? If, effectively, what I'm asking you is, how do you afford this? Uh, because there are some small producers I've met in, in the Bordeaux region who say they can't afford it. Uh, so what are your views? And then Mary Law and Lisa, I'll ask you the For your own responses to that same question, uh, of course, it's uh, it's uh, it has an importance in the cost of production because uh, when you convert drastically from chemical to organic, you have, for example, to work the soils and you can 
um, kill the vines by breaking the, the roots. So you have first this work to do, which is important. And um, the first year, uh, we broke lots of roots and the yield fell uh, around 20, 30% due to that. But we knew that uh, if we continue to do it, uh, slowly the roots will go deeper and uh, help us to, to produce more. And another important thing at Chateau Fourcastostin is that the first year we, the owner decided to renew a third of the vineyard. And so the young vines were directly um, uh, managed in organic. So the, we work under the vines and we help quickly the roots to go deeper. So the, this was an important thing to maintain the yield. To be honest, what is more difficult actually in Bordeaux is the changement of climate, more than the organic or biodynamic, because we have frost, we have hail, we have lots of, uh, we have drought, so lots of other problems. Uh, but uh, in fact, organic is not so difficult when you, when, when you see all these uh, problems that arrive. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about those. Mary Law, how has the sort of yield and economics angle impacted you guys? Yes, we have an important economic impact. But when you are going to class like us, it's like a, a duty. We have to do this, for example. So we are strong advocate of uh, ecologic or um, ag organic farming. So we have to do that because our price uh, allows us to, to, to this sort of farming. I agree with uh, Eloi, the most important problem is the first year of conversion because your vines um, is used to uh, chemicals and uh, you have to change everything in few years. So this big changing is not very good for, for the harvest and for the... the, the quantity of wine. But uh, now we are in organics since more than uh, 15 years. And uh, this year, for example, we have the, the same uh, range that we can find in uh, conventional uh, agriculture. So perhaps we try to find like a balance with the uh, organic way of farming. Mm, I think the problem is uh, like Eloi, now it's more uh, climate than uh, than organic way. Okay, thank you, uh, Lisa. Same question to you. What's the the yield and economic impact of the work you've been doing here? Uh, so, like they explained perfectly. So, yes, first, uh, but when you do the organic and biodynamic farming, yes, sure, everything gets more extensive because the things that we use, we have uh, to use them with the organic certification, uh, takes time, uh, investment, etc. But uh, we lose a little bit also the yield, but like they say, the most important now, it's, yeah, the, the climate is changing. So we have to adapt our uh, organic farming and biodynamic farming to the different uh, storm, hail, etc things that we are doing, even if it's very complicated. But yeah, the most important now, it's about the climate. 
For example, uh, but the climate when we have, uh, for example, um, uh, hail also things, we can we cannot do something special. But for example, here we do tea with valerian, arnica uh, to distress to protect the uh, the land. Yes, it's much more complicated, much more time. But yes, it's the organic always to work with the harmony of nature, to work at the same rhythm of nature, to do the best, even if it's much more complicated. But yeah, it takes time, extra, like we said, but the things that we do, it's always to do the best for the nature, even if it takes time, investment, etc. Thank you. Um, Lisa, let me ask you a question, which then maybe uh, Marie-Laure and, and Eloa might want to comment on as well, which is, why don't we see more practices like yours in, the, in, in Bordeaux? Uh, on the other hand, I do hear that almost every vineyard is undertaking some kind of experiment around organics or biodynamics, maybe not every, but a, but a large amount of them. But there still seems to be a bit of resistance. Perhaps it's a cultural issue among the Bordelais, I don't know, around uh, the practices that you, you guys are doing. Can I ask you, what do you think that's right? And, and, and if so, why do you think that that is the case, Lisa? Oh, you're on mute, Lisa. Can you repeat your question, please? So my question is, um, why is the whole of Bordeaux not, not doing what you guys are doing? Is that a cultural issue? Is that because uh, they think that chemicals are still essential? Uh, I'm just curious as to what your views are as to why I don't hear about more examples like this. Although I know lots of individual small amounts of practice are happening, I, I don't see as many examples as, as the ones we're talking about today. And I wonder why you think that is. Okay, so uh, now uh, more chateaus are doing the organic farming. But like we said, it's complicated, it's time, it's risk investment. So that's why now the chateaus take time to do the organic farming. But in Bordeaux, if you compare with the last years, more chateaus are doing the organic and biodynamic farming. And together, that we want to show, that we want to explain. It's Bordeaux now. Uh, it's Now Bordeaux, they realize the chateaus, the organic and biodynamic farming, it's the future. So that's why a few chateaus are doing that. Even, like we said, it's time, investment, and risk because we don't use the pesticides and the chemicals anymore. So that's why chateaus takes time to do this. But the goal of the Bordeaux Vineyard and it's to have more and more chateaus with the organic farming. And together, that's we are uh, explain, that's we want to, to show, to explain. This is the organic and biodynamic, it's the future, and few chateaus, we will do it. I hope and we hope together. And we want to show that to, uh, yeah, to show now it's, uh, it's about the sun's neighbor, the organic. We change because we want to protect everything, all the nature that uh, that give uh, and uh, the wine, etc. Thank you, uh, Mary Laura. A, a version of question for you. Let me just uh, frame the question slightly differently for you. Um, if I came to you and I said, "Look, I make I'm a cru bourgeois producer, and I'm selling my wines at 10, 15 euros a bottle," you know, I'm kind of uh, not a big player. Uh, but I've got a nice little business and I've been using chemicals since, you know, World War, the end of World War II. Uh, and I feel like I'm doing okay. 
Uh, and I said to you, how, how would you guarantee to me that I, I'm not uh, I'm not going to go bankrupt from doing this? Would you would you feel like you had a, a compelling answer for that kind of producer? So, sorry, can you repeat? Because uh, I have some problem with the connection. Sure. So I, I've come across some small producers in Bordeaux, in the Cru Bourgeois, for example. Yes. And they say to me, look, I make a 10, 15 euro wine. How can I do these practices and, and, and not, go, not go bankrupt? Um, uh, do they misunderstand the opportunities? Is it just that they don't, they're, they're perhaps a bit scared to try the, the risk of this? What, what do you think? Wait, I understand that it's very complicated for this sort of winery. And uh, so that's why Bordeaux wants people to have an environmental um, certification, but uh, we are uh, totally aware that we can't um, be organic, uh, everyone, because it's too difficult for small property. It can be difficult. It depends on, on a lot of things, but uh, I, I, if you are a cru bourgeois and uh, if you want to have a... A balance between your cost and uh, your selling price, uh, you have to make shows and uh, perhaps uh, you need to, to do everything by yourself because biodynamic and um, organic farming need a lot of, uh, a lot of observation, a lot of uh, knowledge of your vineyard and uh, a lot of time. So if you have some employees and if you had to pay them uh, the weekend, for example, I understand that it's too expensive. So it can be a solution if you are working in the family, if uh, you have another philosophy. Okay, thank you. Uh, Eloi, let me ask you about this question of kind of cultural change. Is, is it your view that there is a sort of still a bit of a culture of still using chemicals in Bordeaux when it's perhaps unnecessary? Is, is it a cultural issue or is it more of an economics issue or is it both? I think we have first to speak about the, the climate <clears throat> because Bordeaux is near the ocean and we have uh, much more rain than the other region of France, for example. So we have a, a big pressure of uh, mildew first. So we use... Um, we used before chemical to fight against it, but uh, I have to, to admit something and just to, to clarify something about Bordeaux, because we speak about us today, but you, I'm in Bordeaux since 20 years, and I can tell you the vineyard has completely changed. Um, before, you had weed killer in quite, I will say, 80% of the plots, even more. Now, it's, uh, you can count uh, where you have wheat killer in the vineyard. So there is a big changement in the mentality of the, uh, of the farmers in, in Bordeaux. So they are not all organic because maybe they are afraid for their production because, of course, there is a risk, but they are on the way moving to, for example, HVE3, or HVE, we are more than 60 or 70 percent now doing it. Um, practicing organic uh, officially, we are 13 percent in Bordeaux. It's it's huge, um, and uh, I feel that 
Bordeaux is moving in that way. But um, of course, we need to produce because some wineries that sell at small price can afford to invest 30% more and, uh, and lose a part of their production. They need to survive. So, but I'm sure, I'm convinced, Bordeaux um, is really much better than people imagine. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's important, isn't it, to recognize the progress in the last 30 or 40 years. I remember two years ago standing in a vineyard on the left bank of a very prestigious uh, third growth chateau. And the winemaker CEO said to me, if you, and we were there in June, and he said to me, if you came here 30 years ago, this entire vineyard would be blue. And so would all of our neighbors, <laughs> because that's how much copper we used to use in June. And now we're using, I think it's what, less than four kilograms a hectare, you know, it, it, a tiny, tiny amount. by. And in fact, they use a lot less than that. So you're right. Progress does need to be recognized because chemicals are all about toxicity and parts per million rather than necessarily the chemicals themselves. Um, and, uh, and copper sulfate and some of the other organic chemicals are, are no exception. Let me ask you then about HVE3, Elwa, and then perhaps Mary Law or Lisa, if you have a comment on this, you're welcome um, I want to ask you all about HVE3 because I think some of our listeners don't quite understand what it means. Uh, and then lastly, I'll ask you all about talking to consumers and customers about this work. But let's start with HVE3. Elwa, can you just tell us what's the gap between organic and HVE3? Can you, is there any way you can describe it in a relatively simple way or is it, is it too complicated? No, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's quite easy. Uh, as I told you before, a majority of Bordeaux wineries are HVE. It's a high environmental value. That means that we, we respect set, uh, some rules to have this level. Um, it's different from organic. If you are organic, it's a plus. It's easier to be HVE, but you can be HVE uh, by uh, working uh, non-organic, but uh, having um, sustainable practices like uh, decreasing the, the quantity of chemical, like planting edges to have more biodiversity, stopping weed killer, and also to, to control the pollution you create in the cellar, in the vineyard, and to put all this pollution with organisms that uh, do um, um, uh, something good with it. I mean, uh, it's not uh, directly in the environment. Uh, for example, the, when you clean your, your spraying machine, you have a tank, you keep it, and the company come and treat this uh, water. So this is lots of different points that um, help us to be HV. It's different from organic, that is uh, non-using chemical. In HV, you can use chemical, but uh, with other points, you can be HV. Okay, thank you. Uh, Marie Law, you, you don't have to comment on this, but do you have anything you want to say on the HVE point? HVE is the first tape, we think. So HVE is the first way to, to, be, to have environmental uh, ideas, conviction, certification, and it's the first step for a lot of people. 
we are convinced that it's just the first step and we need to, to go further. But for uh, a lot of people in Bordeaux, it's a, a good beginning. Okay, thank you. Lisa, is there anything left to say about HVE? Have we said it all? Uh, no, no, the explain is perfect, but I think uh, this certification is not just for the viticulture, not for the vines, it's for all the people working at the property at the Chateau, uh, like they said, uh, uh, to uh, decrease the consumption of water, of light, etc. Like they said, it's the first step to uh, understand, to realize that we have to change and after step by step to go further. But it's for the viticulture, but for all the people working at the chateau, uh, like at the office, for the wine tourism, etc. So it's all the things that the chateaus do uh, to preserve and to decrease the consumption of light, of water, etc. Great, thank you very much. That's a very helpful set of clarifications from all three of you on what HVE3 means. Let me ask you all a, a final question, which is around uh, the consumer angle. Um, you know, the, the, wine, the wine packaging is quite extraordinary in a way, isn't it? If you think about the wine bottle being, you know, it, it's the only packaging in the world that hasn't really changed in hundreds of years. Somebody said to me the 750 mil glass bottle exists, exists because it was the lung capacity of a 17th century French glass blower. <laughs> and that's where that's why we have this packaging. Um, either way, um, it's also extraordinary that the wine bottle has more opportunity to talk to customers than any other food or wine, any other food or drinks packaging I've ever seen. Yet we don't see much communication. Now, technology can play a key role here. Uh, and certification has perhaps its own limits in consumer communication. So I'm just really curious as to how you're talking to your customers now and how you see the evolution going in the next few years, perhaps with technology or, or whatever, to talk a bit more about your journey uh, on, on your packaging. So, Lisa, let me start with you. And over to you. So just to be sure to understand, you want to know how we change the packaging of the wine, of the label, of the chateaus? So I'm curious, how do you talk about the work you're doing on sustainability to customers and how will that change given you know, technology opportunities and the fact that you have quite large bottles, you know, 750 mils that you could use to talk to consumers? Um, I hope that clarifies. So just uh, about the people, we explain all the things that we do, uh, but the, because we are organic and biodynamic, like we said, HVE, but we explain all the things that we do together uh, at the Chateau. It's not just for the, for the wine, it's not just for the vines, it's always for the winemaking, uh, the office, etc. So it's for everything because, uh, yes, we work together uh, step by step uh, after uh, we explain that because we have the certification and we have that on the back label so we can uh, show we can explain thanks to the wine uh, to explain what it means exactly about the, uh, the certification the logo and uh, for the few years we don't know exactly uh, where uh, where we can go but maybe why not uh, but the climate is changing thanks to the new technology to know to understand uh, the weather to uh, uh, 
prevent the disease, the storm, etc. Uh, I know here, for example, it's not for the viewers, but soon at the end of the year, we will have uh, sheep for the land uh, to uh, to mow the, the land, to feed the fertilizer, etc. So I think we have to go further step by step to explain that the things that we do, that we will do it, but always step by step and not to go uh, faster uh, to explain uh, our philosophy, our work that we do uh, with uh, all the chateaus, with the people and with Marie-Laure and everyone. Okay, thank you. Um, so Marie-Laure, let, let me ask you the same question. You know, How do you talk to consumers about what you're doing and how do you see that changing? And, and is there a role for technology? We... We talk to the cons to the consumer in the, in the label. It's the first way to understand that we are organic. But the best way that we have found to to talk to the consumer is the tourism. We have a lot of people coming here in Jeanfort, and the, these people come because they they want to understand why we are organic, why, what we are doing, and the the visit is. Uh, during two hours and people want some details about our practices about uh, what we are doing in the vineyard and uh, we, we mm, are convinced that when people see the the vineyard when they see the winery they can uh, understand our philosophy and then they can explain to another people it's the best way we have found to explain Thank you. Uh, Eloi, um, what would you say about this? And uh, really curious to know if you think there's a further role for technology. Um, I, I recently picked up a bunch of bananas and it had a QR code on it. And the QR code I, I put in my phone on the camera and it showed me what a, what a Colombian banana, an organic Colombian banana farm looked like, which is quite extraordinary. And I wondered if you saw the same sort of potential uh, for technology with the work you guys are doing. Elwa. Um, I will um, say quite the same as uh, Marie-Laure. Um, the first step to communicate is uh, to with the label. And uh, also the second step is uh, an altruism with um, welcoming people, showing them what we do. Um, in order they meet the people, the owners, the winemakers, speak with them, tasting the wine, of course, to convince them uh, that the work we do is, uh, is, uh, can be drinkable uh, in a bottle. And um, we have also another way that we explore more and more because unfortunately, since uh, uh, more than one year now with, um, with the sanitary um, troubles we have, the tourism was quite uh, difficult to develop. So we use social network to communicate with the people that already came to the winery and with our distributor client in order they communicate on it. So we, we can, for example, we also had ships in the vineyard this winter. So we have videos, pictures, we explain what we do. When we spray the, the compost, biodynamic compost 500, we also made a video when we do infusion, it's the same. 
And we try to communicate like this with Instagram and other social networks. And we also are lucky because today you, you are one of the ambassadors of our wineries because it's uh, uh, with your help that we can communicate. And for us, it's important that uh, we can count on people like you to, to show what we do, to show our philosophy and to continue to promote our wineries, but Bordeaux also, because as I said before, Bordeaux is going on the right way. Well, thank you. Um, and in the interest of communication for our listeners, if they want to try your delicious wines, uh, where should they go? Eloi, give us, give us the, uh, the URL or whatever first, and then Marie-Laure, and then Lisa, tell us where we can get your wines. Well, you can get our wine first at the winery, um, because we can ship the wine. You can come taste it and have some uh, when you leave the winery. We can also ship the wine to, uh, to our clients, but we, we try to progress in restaurants. Unfortunately, the last year was quite difficult. And we work with, uh, we, with a negotiant of Bordeaux that have an international distribution in uh, restaurants, in, um, in a wine shop. So I can't give you today the name of all these wine shops, but if you contact us, we will tell you where you can buy the wine, by email or by phone. Thank you. Uh, Marie-Laure. Uh, where do we get your wine? Do we go online and buy direct from your chateau? Yes, I, ha I have quite the same re response as, uh, as Eloi. You can find the wine here in the winery, but we can ship all over the world. So if you send us an email, we are able to ship uh, wine in the, the country that you want. We work with negotiants also, so the, you can find the, the, the wine in the in a wine shop or in restaurant, but uh, I, I'm not able to, to explain you where you can really find uh, Jean Fort today. Okay, thank you. Lisa, can we, can we order direct from your website? Yeah, sure, but uh, from our website, uh, it's for France, but like they said, you can send us an email. Uh, if you want to buy wine, we can do it uh, by, uh, by email. Uh, you can find on the wine shop, restaurant uh, in France and from all around the world. But also, for example, if you visit uh, a country or also uh, you can uh, search that on the wine, search, wine searcher or thanks to Vivino. And uh, you can uh, find where uh, you can buy and drink and taste uh, our wines and from everywhere and from all around the world. So it's the best. But I think also the best is to contact the Chateau to be sure where you can find our wines and uh, by negotiations or directly. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, one of the few silver linings of the lockdown has been, personally for me, going online and, and buying wine direct from winemakers and then enjoying the, the anticipation of it arriving and letting it settle and tasting it. So I'm sure many of the other listeners have enjoyed that more direct relationship uh, with wine producers in the last year or two. And, and long may that continue. So thank you all of you for your time. You're clearly doing some important and innovative work. Um, I recommend to listeners that they try your wines. I certainly will be doing the same. So thanks again for your time and commitment. 
Um, we hope you can join us again in a future podcast. But for now, thank you all very much indeed. Thank you.